And this is the Supernatural Creatures and Lore Podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Kat. And we are recording this episode live at Terracon in Providence, Rhode Island. Supernatural Creatures and Lore, for anyone now tuning in, is a podcast dedicated to the monsters, mythology, lore, history, and religion of the TV series Supernatural. We thought that since we're doing this episode at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, we would cover the second-to-last episode of Season 6, Let It Bleed, which Kat has the synopsis right now from IMDb. Yes, I do. Bobby tells Dean and Sam that Castile has stolen the Moisha Campbell diary, but he has a copy. They read the journal and discover that in 1937, H.P. Lovecraft opened a gate to purgatory. And since we're in Providence today, we're actually very close to where the real H.P. Lovecraft lived. And we were going to visit his grave, but that did not work out. Yes. Lovecraft was born and died here in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. And inscribed on his tombstone is, I am Providence. <laughs> I want inscribed on my tombstone, I am God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want on mine, I am trash. Wow. Mom and Dad, <laughs> don't tune into this episode to listen to what your little girl just said. We're also joined by a Supernatural fan who's also a volunteer here at the Terracon convention. Say hello, Brittany. Hello. Hi, I'm Brittany. How does it feel to be on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast? Awkward, but awesome. Is it everything (laughs) that you possibly dreamed it would be? I honestly have no idea. You feel important. (laughs) I feel loved. (laughs) Now, even though they don't have any Supernatural guests here at the convention, they do have the 67 Chevy Impala. How fucking awesome is that? I might drive away with it later. Definitely. I got to sit in her. We're going to talk about H.P. Lovecraft in this episode because there there are other elements of creatures in this episode, like Purgatory, but we'll get to an episode of Purgatory a little later on in the podcast. Right now we're going to focus on H.P. Lovecraft and his works and maybe the monsters that are in his um, books. Yes, definitely. Now, um, of the three of us here, who has read the works of H.P. Lovecraft? That would be me. I have read the Cthulhu Story. The Call of Cthulhu. Yes. Yes. I've read. It's a little dense, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I've actually okay. heard of Cthulhu. You what? <laughs> I've actually heard of Cthulhu. Cthulhu is that giant green monster usually portrayed in uh, video games and such. It's also mentioned in a webcomic called Homestuck. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes, definitely. Very, very much, uh, very popular. So it's surprising that you actually know what Homestuck is. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. oh I'm very familiar with Homestuck. <laughs> um, now, in this episode, uh, Bobby actually happens to know one of the creatures that is unleashed by H.P. Lovecraft just before he dies. Because it opens up with H.P. Lovecraft at a uh, doing something with incantations in the occult, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> the story in the episode is that H.P. Lovecraft, before he died, had a dinner party at his house where they tried to open up the gate to purgatory. And something came through and killed all of them. Whereas in real life, H.P. Lovecraft died of a stomach cancer. Yes. At the age of 36. And he was poor. Yes. He, was he didn't the get same... money for his books. No, no. He's, he's very much like uh, Edgar Allan Poe, who became famous after he died. Mm-hmm. Isn't it kind of interesting that, of course, out of all the uh, people on the show that end up getting busy with the creature that Lovecraft unleashes, it's Bobby? <laughs> him, in the, him in the creature that Lovecraft unleashed in a female human body had a relationship at one point. Wow. How is that not so interesting? That is like Dean getting busy with an angel and and uh, Sam getting busy with a Ruby, who he eventually marries. Dean, you married fake Ruby? Dean, <laughs> Dean also 
did get involved with an Amazonian. That's right. She had, had a baby. child with, with her. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. <laughs> Sam ended up killing the child. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, Dean was too, like, dumbstruck for something like that. Some of my favorite stories of H.P. Lovecraft um, have been made into some phenomenal movies starring Jeffrey Combe. You might know from other various projects that he's been in, in Star Trek and Transformers. He even got to play H.P. Lovecraft as kind of like an archaeological storyteller in a movie called Necronomicon, where he uh-huh. reads Tales from the Crypt-style stories to the audience. And it's never been released on DVD or Blu-ray before. It's, it's one of those lost uh, films that just never gotten a proper release it's only been available on vhs uh-huh. it's so good and combs is so great in the role of hp lovecraft hp lovecraft being adapted in so many different medias uh he's been on like scooby-doo and other things as well cat <laughs> is absolutely struck by this kitten i'm sorry is that we are cat? at terracon as i mentioned before and there is a person who brought a cat in and I, I want to steal that cat. I love cats so much. Uh, but my favorite uh, adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft story is Reanimator. Have you guys seen this? The movie is famous for the decapitated head oral scene. Uh, a woman, played by Barbara Crompton, is strapped to a medical examiner's table and the decapitated head of her psychology professor puts his head between her legs. And this is like the scene that made the movie that popular. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that. <laughs> then there's Be- uh, From Beyond, which is basically about like tapping into the third eye. Do you know what that is? No. The third eye is the gateway into oh, wait. Yeah, I know your that. inner yeah. another you know your inner self to yeah. other dimensions and stuff and the movie from beyond is about tapping into that potential of the third eye uh-huh. um, they made like beyond reanimator and uh, bride of reanimator which are sequels uh, the same thing where a mad scientist comes up with a green goo formula to reanimate the dead mm-hmm. to not turn them into zombies but to just bring them back to life and keeps trying over and over again, no matter how many people keep dying. Yes. And it would have been great if, if uh, Supernatural was able to adapt that into, like, an episode for themselves. Uh-huh. But last, they didn't. I mean, Brittany, what were some things about Supernatural that drew you to the show? I kind of got drawn over by a friend, but I think it was, like, more or less the fact that these two brothers teamed up to kind of, like, hunt down these creatures that were causing mayhem to innocent people. So that's that's what drew me was the two brothers fighting the evil. Uh-huh. Do you the have a particular episode that you love the most? Stuff. Admittedly, it's Bloody Mary. You got to listen to our episode that's coming out this Wednesday. We actually on that episode attempted to summon Bloody Mary which didn't work because we did all the steps wrong but well i mean (laughs) all in all bloody mary is just a myth you can't really call something that doesn't exist well i don't know our our other my friend heather who comes on the show every now and then she might have gotten taken away i don't know where she went we believe bloody mary may have abducted her yeah (laughs) probably not exactly bloody mary because if you actually believe that something exists it in my belief, it would be a demon that it takes the form of whatever you believe you're seeing and just kind of tortures you from there. Uh-huh. Holy that, Bibles really work! But don't they do that in an episode of the, the Hell House, The Legend of Hell House? Yeah, that wasn't exactly a demon. That was just the symbol that was drawn on the house. Like, inside the house, It because of what the symbol was, it 
like kind of took everybody's like constant believing in this, believing in it, believing in it, and actually made reality because of a symbol, not because of an actual demon or anything. The actor who played H.P. Lovecraft in the episode of Supernatural with Crap was played by an actor named Peter Saifa. Last names second. are fun to say. So the actor who played H.P. Lovecraft has appeared in many different television shows and TV movies. He's one of those character actors. What's funny is that they compare the picture of the actor who played him, uh, Lovecraft to Peter and they look very, very similar. Yeah. That's cool. One, again, the most notable thing that he's well known for is writing about the great old ones, which are basically the gods before there was the god we know as, like, Jehovah. That's interesting. Me and Kat, that makes well, me think of horror terrors now. What? Kind of makes me think of horror terrors now. Oh, yeah. One of my one of my other favorite stories of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is uh, The Mountain of Madness. As densely written as uh, The Call of Cthulhu, in a way that Hollywood has tried so many times to make it into a movie, it's almost impossible. Abaddon should come over to our Supernatural Preachers of the Lord podcast and say some words. Well, hello again. <laughs> We're doing our Supernatural Preachers of the Lord podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> it's recorded. Do you want to say some words about Supernatural? Is that enough? <laughs> Cordelia is a much bigger expert on H.P. Lovecraft than I am. What is the question? What, what, do, you have, do you have any great words of wisdom of a great story for H.P. Lovecraft that you would recommend our listeners check out and read? To start? Yes. Um, the Rats in the Walls. It's got difficult language. Am I speaking into the orb? Yeah, just on top of it. I would recommend The Rats in the Walls. It has some difficult language, but it is one of the more visually uh, descriptive Lovecraft stories. Okay. Uh, what about The Witch in the Witch House? Uh, Dreams in the Witch House Dreams is of the Witch good. House. Yeah, Dreams in the Witch House is good. Um, I mean, I would recommend that one also. It's one of his well-known ones. Have you ever listened to the uh, play opera? No. There's a rock play opera of the, wi- of, the, uh, of the Witch House one. There's also an episode of Masters of Horror that was um, Stuart Gordon doing Dreams in the Witch House. Yes, yes, with uh, his actor from Dagon. Right. As, uh, what was that actor's name? I don't remember the actor's name, but that yes, that, it was that actor from the uh, the Dagon movie. Right. Very Which well also done. Good. Yes, absolutely. Out of all the adaptations of Lovecraft stories that have been made into movies, what would you say is your favorite? Reanimator. You gotta love Reanimator. These two had never seen Reanimator. I described the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> of course, I know which one you're thinking yeah. of. Big shock. Have you ever seen Izzy Lee's uh, Innsmouth? Yes. The short film. Yes. That was quite like insane. Um, have you seen? Uh, they did it at the uh, the Lovecraft con, or Necronomicon like three years ago. It was uh, Johanna Vukovic. Uh, oh yeah. Did the painted bird, or not the painted bird, the trapped bird, or the bird? Okay. About the bird. Oh yeah. That's also a really good. Adaptation. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. All right, our friend Brittany has to go now. So. All right. Well, it was great being on the podcast. I can't wait to hear about the Bloody Mary episode. Thank you, guys. All right, see ya. Thank you, Cordelia, for saying some words. And now we have the owner of the 67 Chevy Impala here at Terracon with us. What is your name, by the way? Uh, Kim LeMay. Kim LeMay. And how long have you owned the 67 Chevy Impala that's here at the con? We've had it about three years now. Cool. Uh, Did you build it yourself or did you buy it? My husband and his buddy bought it out of a uh, junkyard in Minnesota. Okay. It was ready to go into the crusher. And they rescued it and brought it right down to the frame and back up again. They worked with the guys who built the car for the show, uh, got all the specs, made it identical to the real car. 
uh, and we've been touring the country ever since. That's amazing. Do you uh, ever just like on days off, just take it out and like? We do, and uh, <laughs> my husband looks like Bobby. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him at any of the cons. Uh, it, was he the gentleman standing over there? No, no, that's our driver. Um, okay. But he he looks like he's a dead ringer for Bobby. We call him Bobby Ringer. Uh-huh. And, uh, so it, when we drive around in the car, like people will start following us, and we'll get like a trail of ten or twelve cars, and then we'll have to pull over somewhere and let them see the car. <laughs> so yeah, because they're always sure something's going on because Bobby's driving the Impala through town. But yeah, we do get it out on nice days. How does it sound? It can't sounds. Start it, in here, it sounds identical to the car on the show. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, even the squeak in the door. So when you open the door, it goes. Whoa. I found a on uh, Google uh, locally. Somebody is selling a '67 Chevy Impala for sixteen thousand dollars. It yeah. needs uh, new, like uh, it, from the listing of what it needs. It needs new tires, uh, shocks, struts, rims, and uh, the engine has block has a crack in it. Yeah. So, and I was like, "Well, oh, that sounds easy to repair. Yeah. I, I, I got to take a bank loan out, sixteen thousand dollars, because I will make that back in doing what you do." Yeah. The it, well, we don't make a lot of money, believe it or not. No, I, 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 I don't so believe, much and overhead. you don't own it just for the uh, to make yeah. money off of it. Yeah, but, there, uh, there's a lot of overhead in, in this business, and a lot of people get upset because we don't give it away for free. And I'm like, yeah, but we had to pay to be here. We have to pay for our hotel. We have to pay for our employees. We have to pay for our insurance. Oh. Yeah, so the yeah. So a lot so, of that money also probably dumps into like helping pay for like repairs on the car. Repairs, yeah. It is a car. Yeah, and, oil, and it does get like scratched that. quite yeah. a bit. You mm-hmm. wouldn't believe how many people get overexcited and scratch it. I can it imagine. Or drop the props and they break. What is so, your favorite episode of Supernatural? Oh gosh, I would probably have to say Bad Day at Black Rock. Which one was that? The rabbit's foot episode. Oh my oh, god, yes. that is great. Especially yeah. when Dean that... throws the pen into the gun. Yeah. Like that man. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just... I can't wait to come in for like superstitions. It's like superstitions, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we actually made rabbit's feet with real hoodoo. So we have a hundred... That's awesome. What type of props do you have in the back of your truck? Uh, we have everything. We actually had Airsoft make us Sam and Dean's pistols. Uh-huh. So um, they're custom made, so they're weighted like real guns. Uh, we have the angel blade. We had the first blade, but somebody got excited and dropped it, so we're uh, making a new one of those. So your props in your trunk are fully like handleable, or are they just? Oh yeah, no, they're hand. Oh, so we, we gotta... let, yeah, we let everybody touch everything because that's our whole business model is we want you to experience it, we want you to be a part of it. It's well, not just looking. When we take our picture with it after the panel, I because I'm gonna go to the Hellraiser panel okay. and record it. We will take a picture with it, and that will become our group's. Uh, uh, profile picture and our Twitter picture Absolutely. for a while. And we have a beautiful angel blade since you're dressed like Castiel. Yeah, he forgot his angel blade Can we get inside today. the car? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. My dreams are coming true. Did you ever see the animated series of Supernatural? I, I watched the first couple of episodes, but I wasn't a big fan of their version of Bobby. Yeah, it's a little, uh, I think the writing's a little dense. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little tough to get through. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I really do enjoy the graphic novels, which are really hard to come by. Yeah, because that company, Wildstorm, went out of business. Yeah. And then when Wildstorm was acquired by DC, well, DC Comics owned Wildstorm anyway, it's like they don't own Vertigo, but when the New 52 launched and they folded Wildstorm into the New 52, they brought with it the Supernatural book only to print like the six issues because that's what they were under contract to do. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they're extremely hard to find. I'm missing like one book of the last series. The trade paperback or the individual comics? The individual comics. See, I'm missing the last three issues of the last series. The one that was Sam when he went to college for the first time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I have all the others, which I found out are actually 
it's got some book value to it. Though. Yeah, like five that's... to ten dollars an issue, which yeah. is not obviously like a copy of The Walking Dead number one, but still for right. a comic book based on a TV show. Yeah. But a lot of Wildstorm comic books are like that because the fact DC has just never reprinted them, even though they right. owned it, and they're about to relaunch Wilds. They just relaunched uh, Wildstorm number one as like their characters, and people oh, are wondering, okay. well, what about copyrights and all the stuff you own? And they're like, unfortunately, that's all lapped. How is that true for a property that you happen to own under your umbrella company, Warner Brothers, which owns both DC Comics and Supernatural? Do you realize you have the longest-running television show that you could be printing money with or a comic book series that people oh, yeah, would buy they and they're not all. doing it? Yeah. This isn't like, oh, we lost the copyright to Fox, some Fox show, Disney. No, you own Supernatural. You own DC Comics. Why aren't we seeing Supernatural action figures DC Direct? Right. What the fuck? Well, they did it with Buffy. <laughs> they continued more seasons of Buffy. Like, they should be Yeah, Dark that. Horse and Fox have a great relationship yeah. with that. The only thing they lost was uh, Star Wars, only because Marvel bought Star Wars. Anyway, we're going on a huge tangent here now. <laughs> we thank you for stopping by. We well, will definitely stop by and take us. a picture very yeah, soon. Definitely. As soon as the Hellraiser panel gets out. Okay, yeah, we'll be over there all day long. Awesome. It was great meeting you. Yeah, it was nice meeting What's you What's the guys? name of your company, by the way? It's, it's called your Experience shirt. Entertainment. Okay. And our car is Thor the Impala because sometimes you got to put the hammer down. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the WB wants to make sure that we're not using baby in any way, shape, or form. So we always make sure to say, it is. this is Thor the Impala, and they're okay with that. They actually, we have a really good relationship with Warner Brothers, and... Um, this seems they're being a little bit too... Yeah, well, you know, I understand that, you know, but... Because they, they're the ones who invented the Chevy Impala, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had a. It's a car that I'm assuming that they have to license from Chevy to put in their episodes. I'm assuming there's some copyright that... or something from Chevy, the company Chevrolet. Yeah, so. I, I had to get a letter from one convention saying that it was okay with Chevy to display the car. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever had to do. Oh my God! Join our and everyone else on our podcast as well. Join Supernatural Features Lore group page. I posted a picture of a 2017 Chevy Impala, and I was appalled. That it looks like a goddamn Ford Coupe. It's such a lame-looking car. Yeah, the Impala has not been the same. The, no. There was a few years where it was really a beautifully lined car. A muscle car. Yeah, and then it just went like into a family car. Yeah, oh, it's like boxed. That's so sad. Yeah. Lameness galore. Yeah, I really like the way the four-door hardtop looks because the windows have that no B post. Absolutely. So in the summertime, you roll down the windows, it looks like a two-door. It's just a really nice look. Yeah. And, and beautiful lines to the car. Definitely, definitely. Again, thank you so much yeah, for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for by. letting me stop by. It was nice talking with you guys. It was you nice too. meeting See you. you. Bye. Have you ever read the Supernatural comic books? I have not. They are uh, hit or miss. Uh, I do recommend the originals if you can find them. I can let you borrow mine. Uh, okay. They take place immediately after Mary dies. Okay. So they're about John's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the Journal of John Winchester, uh, definitely kind of picks up the story threads from that. And okay. The Journal of John Winchester, uh, for anyone who doesn't have it, is a great prequel to the first season of Supernatural. It's a great prequel to the first season of Supernatural after Mary dies. Mm-hmm. Because the journal begins the day after Mary dies when John is like, Mary died last night. I haven't written this journal since the war. I thought I would never have to open it again, but I believe my war is beginning again, but in a different way that I never had. Wow. Um, but it's always fun to have on hand whenever they reference John's journal. It's about to be scrambled uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I have the journal. I need to get the journal now. <laughs> yes, you, it's in paperback. You can find it. They, it's, 
stayed in print at any Barnes and Noble. Okay. With uh, Bobby Winchester's journal. Awesome. Which takes place, uh, which is a story of Bobby's telling Sam and Dean. Take and the the main focus of the journal takes place after Bobby's wife dies. Uh huh. I think. I'm making it my life goal now to one day purchase a 1967 Chevy Impala. Oh, totally. You should totally do that. In fact, I think you should beg your mom and dad to make that your graduation gift. Just so I can just so <laughs> I can drive around in it. I'm going to I want to get one so I can drive around in it dressed as Dean with Dean's playlist on. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. That is what I need in my life. So are you going to take out the tape deck and put in like a, an MP3 player? Because don't forget, he has an 8-track in that thing. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see photos that they uh, they found the original Chevy Impala sitting on like the back of the Warner Brothers lot in the dark, in like their, their junk up yard? I didn't. Yeah, it's from season one when it was destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's pretty much all the time we have here on the Dead Team. <laughs> on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. Yes, and uh, don't forget you can find us on Patreon. Please drop some money into the Patreon. You can find us on Twitter. I, we have a Twitter page that is Supernatural Creature Lore, and I have my own Twitter page that is CatLovesCats15. And mine is at ChrisDSAV, and you can find me on Radio Horror on Facebook and YouTube. The, uh, all the episodes can be found on many different podcast media playing platforms, but go to RadioHorror.com to get all the episodes of Supernatural Creatures of War, as well as the Dead TV podcast. Uh, I'm on YouTube on two channels, yes. Cat Loves Cats and my collab channel, which is Billow Squad, which I've been posting every week on. And tune in for our next episode of Supernatural Creatures of War, which is going to be Skin. Yes. Because this will air before we air Skin, so uh, we're kind of interrupting our regularly scheduled broadcast of episodes to put the episode that we recorded at Terracon, uh, the uh, 26th and 27th, sorry, 25th and 26th here in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, and eventually, you'll also find, uh, it should be up by now, Cat has a Bloody Mary video of us doing dumb Bloody Mary. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, and we'll be doing a Lovecraft video eventually when we actually have more time. We're probably not pushing off to a podcast. Yeah, we're going to try to take a field trip. Yes, we're going to do the Lovecraft tour, which is an actual whole tour that you can do at Lovecraft sites. That's so cool. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And thank you, by the way, to the uh, to Jess O'Lantern who provided our theme song for us once again. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.